Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, and I'm a content creator going by the handle Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I also own a vegan cafe by the same name as the podcast, which is Savage Cafe. And I'm Daniel, also a vegan and one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends currently living in different countries and we'll be giving our savage take on all things life, veganism and the latest trending topics. So basically, whatever comes to our minds because we love to talk. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hey guys, I uh, just wanted to let you know that we actually recorded this episode a few days ago. So many of the situations and things regarding the coronavirus have changed, and all, including uh, many of our opinions on what's going on. It seems like every day, almost every hour, there's new information or more information that changes um, kind of what's our outlook and what's going on with the situation. So please take everything that we say in this episode with a tiny grain of salt. And if we do say something that seems a little bit unsensitive, please recognize that we are taking this very, very seriously and even more seriously as the days go on. Please, as recommended, stay in and practice social distancing as much as you can and listen to the current recommendations from your government, your health professionals and other qualified individuals. That being said, we hope you enjoy the podcast. Um, hello, everybody. It's Rose. And Daniel. Hey, guys. And we are doing an extra episode this week because of all the crazy things that have been happening in this world. And we just had to come come on here and chat. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's just, I mean, obviously, if you don't know what's going on, where have you been? Uh, there is a Living global in a pandemic. <laughs> so um, we thought it would be good to kind of timely and also just kind of discuss what's going on and, you know chat with you guys about it because it's pretty crazy it's absolute insanity first of all daniel would you like to tell us what's happening over there personally and also in spain okay so i'll I'll give you my personal situation at the moment because i feel like this whole corona thing like i heard about it and then the funny thing is hang on i'm just gonna take this a little there we go feels much better um so i heard about the whole thing and we kind of knew about it but it felt like it went from like zero to a hundred in terms of panic over like two days So basically I had been at school this week Um, on the Wednesday. Everything was fine. Everyone was kind of mentioning it. Then Thursday I came into the school and literally the teachers were freaking out. It was like all of a sudden everyone went from like, you know, being a little bit scared to being absolutely petrified. And the teachers were like, oh, there's something that they're not telling us. Like they think this virus is a lot worse than what, you know, is being released to the media and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, calm down guys. Like they're getting very, very um, intense about it. And then I get home and all of a sudden I get an email from the company that I'm working for through the government. And they were just like, basically, um, your schools are canceled for the next two weeks. Um, So they're completely shut down. The teachers still have to go in, apparently, just the teachers, but the kids and no one else is going. Um, And and I was like, okay, this is weird. And then I went to the grocery store and oh, my (laughs) God. People are freaking crazy. Like, literally, the toilet rolls yeah. all gone, first of all. There's no toilet roll in all of the city, probably. Um, yeah. 
And then like all the food, all of the produce section, I've never seen, like the produce section was completely empty. Where they keep, like everything was like, there were so many empty shelves. It was crazy. It was like it's insane Armageddon or something. I don't even know what was going on. Yeah. So, and I just feel like the more, the thing is, obviously it is still like a bit scary, but I think the more people like start getting panicked, the more that that causes other people to panic. And it causes this like chain reaction of like people getting super, super angsty and panicky about it instead of kind of trying to handle it with a little bit of like I don't know um what's it called Ta- not tact but like being a bit more rational and trying to like you know yeah I don't know it's a, exactly I think the whole first of all the toilet paper thing I will never understand it yeah. never made sense to me because this is not a zombie apocalypse people <laughs> it is it is something that you might need to be quarantined for the fact that everyone is hoarding toilet like how much toilet paper can you go through in two weeks well, not a think- lot <laughs> i was just like, thinking that, i'm like- sorry what are you eating <laughs> and it's so it just shows how like all of this hoarding is showing how se- selfish everyone is you yeah. know it's like leave some things for other people like you do not but- need four bags of like you know 20 rolls of toilet paper. I'm sorry, yeah. but no one needs that. And if you are in that much that much trouble, toilet paper is the last thing you're probably going to be worry, being, uh, worried about. Sorry, I just woke what up. I'm that? like, I can't talk yet. <laughs> no worries. But no, exactly. The whole toilet paper thing also is like has me baffled. Because at the end of the day, like if I was in a dire situation, I'm in my house, what are the main things that you need to live? You need food and you need water, right? And like exactly. at the end of the day, if I'm like, you know, sh- you know, having some serious bathroom issues, <laughs> you know, you can't always just hop in the shower and, you know, clean yourself off that way. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. a necessity to have freaking toilet paper. Like, so I just don't get it. And you're right. It causes an unnecessary problem for other people because then it's like, yeah. Oh, I'm, I need to get this toilet paper, but now I can't because you know, four other families have hoarded like more toilet paper than they'll need for two years. So like, yeah, it's, it's, cra- it's crazy. It's just crazy. And then, yeah. And then it started with that. So it started with the first initial annoying yeah. people that bought too much toilet paper. And then people started panicking about lack of toilet paper. Exactly. So then people are going out and buying toilet paper because they don't know when they're going to get toilet paper. Exactly. And then, and then the same goes with like food and buying way too much food. People are just filling up carts of food that they mm. don't even need. Exactly. And it's crazy. It goes back to my whole point though. It's like, you know, I understand obviously we're facing like, you know, the world health organization has said this is a global pandemic, everything else. Mm -hmm. And it's not a great situation, obviously, but at the same time, I feel like the way that people handle it can be, you know, can actually improve the situation. And by hoarding toilet paper, by hoarding supplies, by like every man for themselves, getting all crazy. That's like the worst thing to do in a situation like this. And actually it creates unnecessary problems for other people. And then, like you said, and it catapults the problem in a sense, like, for example, I might not hoard toilet paper, but let's say I actually needed toilet paper and I went there and all the stores are running out, then I'm going to start panicking and being like, oh my God, I need to get toilet paper. And then it creates this like vicious cycle of things that didn't need to happen to begin with. If everyone just bought the normal amount of toilet paper, they would be fine. I know. And it's so now also, Oh, this is crazy. Oh, and also I know you said like it went from zero to a hundred. I think also, I, I also felt like that. I mean, I don't think I felt it to that extreme yet, Mm. but it's starting to happen. And the reason why I think is because, oh, by the way, guys, so today is the 13th. So this is March Mm -hmm. 13th because a lot of what we're going to talk about is going to be out of date in like three days, probably. Um, Oh, it's Friday, the uh, Friday, the 13th as well. Great. Fantastic. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Praying for you. Um, But it's because the 
announcement made by Trump, which happened, yeah. I think, the day before uh, oh, okay. yesterday, I think. And so he made the like announcement that he's going to ban all travel from Europe for 30 mm -hmm. days. And I think this caused a the huge surge of panic. But also what's happening in Italy yeah. has caused a lot of panic because they've just announced that over a thousand people have now died from coronavirus, yeah. which is giant because mm -hmm. they are not even the most uh, heavily affected. But also we don't know, again, we don't know these numbers because Italy has not been checking. We don't exactly. know how many people in Italy actually have it. My guess is that like a ton more people have it than is being reported. Because if you look at like the stats in, in China and stuff, it shows like, and we'll, we'll go through that in a minute because I have some of them with me. But like, well, I've looked up some stuff, but like it shows that there was a lot lower of a mortality rate than what they're experiencing in Italy. And in China, there's a lot more reported cases. I mean, this is another thing too. Now I'm creating my own panic because I woke up this morning and I have a little bit of like a, a oh congestion. God. And now yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, what if it's Corona? You know what I mean? Like it's causing this unnecessary like... Okay, just putting this out there. Well, first of all, I'm not saying people shouldn't be worried and concerned yeah. because obviously I think the biggest concern is that this thing is spreading without people realizing. I think that is the biggest thing because again, for people like yeah. you and me who are healthy, knock on wood, we are most likely going to be fine. We might struggle a little bit, a little yeah. bit, but we're most likely going to be fine because we are young and healthy. But the problem is us going out into the public and potentially spreading it to people that might not be fine. And infecting other people. So that's the concern. But for yourself, all you have to do is like stay in and hopefully mm. you have lots of cans of beans available <laughs> and enough toilet paper to last you two weeks. Yeah. But <laughs> well, that's basically the situation that's happened here because... Now I, did, I don't have school for the next two weeks because that's all been canceled. Mm. And I did have a few trips planned. I was supposed to go to Granada for a weekend. That's been canceled. And I was also supposed to go, supposed to, go to London for a weekend. That's also been canceled. So Right. So I think Europe is freaking out because of what's happening in Italy. And I think the... Oh, sorry. Yeah. You, you paused for a second. So yeah, I think the, the reason why people are freaking out, especially in Europe, is because I feel like Italy did not handle the situation very well. And... Um, at first, I think maybe, again, I don't know the actual facts. Please fact check everything, yeah. by the way. And please, again, I heard that there's a lot of like fake information going around. Yeah. So please be careful as to where you're getting information, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to how to handle this situation, because obviously you want to trust, you know, the sources that are coming in. Exactly. Um, but yeah, because... It, there's so much that happened in Italy and I think a lot of people in Italy maybe were nonchalant about it at first yeah. and this caused a lot of stir and a lot of uh, spread that was not yeah. necessary. So now everyone's like, okay, actually we need to stop the spread now. Mm -hmm. Oh God, it's so scary. I mean, not scary, but like, it's it just, is kind of scary. Yeah. It's a bit scary and it just shows you, well, I think this is mm -hmm. just highlights how, um, not fragile, but just how easily, like if there was to be, and I'm not saying coronavirus is going to be the one that's going to be this crazy. Cause obviously like overall, like we said, it doesn't have the highest mortality rate. Like I think overall it's like 2% right. of people that get it. It's still pretty high, but like, you know, 2% right. versus imagine if it was some kind of apocalyptic, you know, virus that killed like 50% right. of people that got it. And it spread and it just, this just shows you how fast a virus yeah. can spread globally and how literally every single touch of the world is impacted. Like every single corner is impacted. Yeah. So that's kind of And how fragile, how fragile we are as a species. Exactly. In and a world. You know, one, one big, like, you know, not to be kind of like a, 
was it a Debbie Downer or whatever, but like yeah. you know, one really scary virus that has a, you know, really high mortality rate, like the Black Plague or something, could wipe out the yeah. entire world, you know? Like it's crazy. I know. It's insane. Well, oh god damn, you be you be starting the day off with a scare tactic, mm. huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're not we're not trying to scare anyone. And like I think Rose, you kind of said it really, really well. It's like really there is a lot of like cause even when I was doing some research for this podcast to look for numbers and everything, there's so much information out there. So I think it's just like you need to be mindful of where you're getting this information and like, you know, yeah, check your sources and where, where the information is yeah. coming from. It's not something to be taken lightly, of course, because already thousands of people d- have died and it is a serious situation. Yeah. And because we don't have a vaccine for it yet, it's even more scary. Exactly. Um, so it's not something to be taken lightly. But at the same time, I think what I'm concerned with is the effect of all of this crazy commotion and the panic and the the mm. you know lockdowns you know what's happening a what's it's bringing out the worst in a lot of people you know people yeah. are a being racist and not anymore now because oh now europeans have it okay so probably less racism toward fucking <laughs> asians it's bringing out people's racist colors great mm-hmm. um it's also bringing out people's crazy selfishness of going into you know, a supermarket and buying the entire aisle of things when they don't even need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's probably going to bring up more things. It's probably going to up the crime rates. Who the fuck knows? And exactly. it's going to shut down businesses. Our economy is going to be impacted just yeah. globally speaking. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Well, they, 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 they do say there were comments and like some articles and stuff that were saying, you know, the coronavirus, because like already, like I know like globally we were kind of like, a lot of, especially the Western economies and stuff, there has been a kind of global economic slowdown to some degree. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that the coronavirus has kind of like, it's almost like it's going to catapult that. So it could slip us into a global recession where, you know, all countries will be impacted. I mean, it makes sense if we're doing like, you know, lockdowns of countries, no flights, all of this stuff. It's like so many people and businesses are going to get impacted. And that's kind yeah. of like scary what the impact after that's going to be. Yeah. So it's really scary. I think the economy that's like, because the world runs on, you know, money. What are we going to do, man? Exactly. I mean, in some ways, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just, oh, it's like, I, you know, I'm not concerned for me per se. I mean, of Mm -hmm. course I do have my small business, my cafe, which I am a bit concerned about. I wasn't concerned until yesterday when this whole thing started to like really, you know, when shit hit the fan, basically. Yeah. What's it been like in Calgary, Rose? Well, okay. To be fair, again, until a couple days ago or yesterday, even it felt normal to some extent. Of course, it's all everyone could talk about you know, the coronavirus, it was a big topic of discussion. Um, but Mm. as far as I could see, um, businesses were still running and, um, number wise, I don't think we've had a huge number. We're still like technically low risk, but I think because of whole the Trump, um, announcing the thing and, you know, the last couple of days being so crazy, um, people are starting to, freak out more. I know that like my roommate, for example, she works at a big firm and, um, a lot of, you know, they're freaking out, you know, they're sending out a lot of emails with like precautions, telling people to work from home and yeah, just all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, so I haven't personally yet felt, um, like it has changed a lot, but I think it, that's going to start changing in the next few days. Yeah. So I feel like our cafe is probably going to be impacted. Mm-hmm. Less people are probably going to come in. Like I can, I can just feel it. Yeah. Um, um, I did. I'll notice like when I went to other cafes, it was, it seemed slower 
like there's a very busy cafe here um that's not mine a different cafe and that cafe always has like tons of people there's like never space to sit and when i went last time like a few days ago it was kind of empty um oh, that's weird and yeah and they weren't giving out any more like to stay cups like they were uh, only using portable cups to oh, go cups to prevent like people having like cross contamination or anything like that i guess so yeah yeah it's pretty i don't know it's pretty scary god damn and i do feel like like again we've mentioned this already but it just it sucks that these kind of incidents they bring out the worst in people and again like yeah. you know all this like hoarding behavior and all this stuff i just think like it's so bad you know what I, I know mean? we need to stick together, you know, exactly. We need to stick together and like, you know, help each other out. And like, yeah, if you're feeling sick, you, you keep yourself at home. But again, like if you're, if you're in isolation for 14 days, I mean, realistically, how many rolls of toilet paper are you going to yeah. use? You know? So honestly, I've had, I feel like I've had toilet paper underneath, like one package of toilet paper underneath my sink for like yeah. a very long time. So people need to stop freaking out. Anyways. Um, exactly. Yeah, let's talk about some of the other things about... Okay, what else have you found, Daniel? Well, I, I went on to the... Um, so the, a really good website to look at, I think, is the World Health Organization. So mm-hmm. I went on there and I looked at... They have like a whole like Q&A section on coronavirus, which there were some really, really interesting um, stats and figures. So globally, as of, I believe it was March 7th, we passed mm-hmm. 100,000 individuals that were contaminated with the disease, the virus, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, it was 101,927. And then if you exclude China from that number, it was like, so China made up the huge, the main proportion of that. It was like about 80,000 cases in China and then 20,000 um, in the rest of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it is That was spreading. the most recent number? Yeah. That's the one I could find. Because yesterday I thought I saw that it was 130,000 people that were infected. But you said 100, a 100, little over 100,000. 100,000. No, that was as of March. Sorry, that was as of March 8th. Goddamn, Daniels. That that ain't that ain't uh, up to date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me, okay, let me find it. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so I guess you don't want to look at random numbers. But I don't know if this number is to be trusted. Exactly. But that's but the thing. That's why I wanted to go with the world. world dot- but this looks like it's a trustworthy source. Okay. World, world, worldometers.info. Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> but I do feel like it's a lot higher than um, 100,000. 100, um, but I mean, I don't know why World Health Organization. Okay, let's see. Look. World, world Health meters. Organization rolling updates on coronavirus disease. So, um, Come on, World Health Organization. Can you do a better job at this reporting? Because this is pretty give us crap. A, give us an update, roses. Okay, well, I don't... Again, this is from world worldometers.info. Yeah. And it says... It's the number one thing that pops up when I Google it. So I don't okay. know. Again, I don't know the accuracy, but it does say 139,000 coronavirus 75. cases. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then deaths are 5,117. Mm-hmm. And then 70,729 people have recovered. Okay, yeah. so that's good news. Um, yeah. But the 5,000 number is pretty high of deaths. Um, yeah. And it looks like 22, oh no. So it looks like total deaths, um, the highest number of deaths is in China, 3,177. And then the second highest is um, 
Italy. Is Italy, unfortunately, at 1,016, which is crazy mm-hmm. because total cases, it says total cases in Italy is only 15,113. So out of that number, 1,000 yeah. people have died. But once again, it's probably a lot higher than we exactly. well, can like imagine. Saying, and we kind of mentioned this in the last podcast uh, when we talked about Korea and how Korea did like the drive-through yes. testing. So I'm thinking if other countries are a little bit like lax or or not as efficient with the testing, it is going to come up that there's less people that have the disease or the virus, sorry. Um, and so the stats, there's going to be under-reporting of the figures because that seems really high. The fact that, you know, yeah. there's that one out of 15 people in Italy that get the disease die. So that seems like crazy, you know, whereas you look at China, it's, it's crazy. Like three out of 80 but so. apparently even young people are dying. Like, it's pretty insane what's happening right now over there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but also, so I was reading yesterday about why the numbers in Italy are so crazy. Yeah. Um, but al- so a few, a few things to note is that apparently Italy has um, a higher population of elderly. I was going to say that. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's a big factor. Mm. Um, and also, apparently, they have a high rate of people that smoke. So they have, a, uh. you know, again, these are not the only factors, but I think that's kind of the guess as to why um, it is such a big, you know, yeah. death rate. Um, but who knows? Maybe, I would also think that maybe, well, actually, no, I, that wouldn't make sense. And I was thinking Italy compared to China. But I guess, yeah, like in Italy, people do smoke a lot. But then I think in China, people but smoke a lot But in China, people smoke a lot as well. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, and also, there's a lot of elderly in China, too. So Sorry, guys, I have to go and take a shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> the professionalism I deal with on this <laughs> podcast. You know, know it's early in the morning. I'm drinking my coffee, you yeah. know. It be, uh, but see the, th- the interesting thing. Okay, but well, these stats are from again from China, so Italy might be like a uh, an outlier with regards to this. But like, um, again, this is March eighth data, so I'm a little bit out of date. But it was saying like the fatality rates for like you know our age group where we are is like right point zero nine percent. So like for which age group? Below oh, like sorry, 50? That, well, I was like, looking at 20 to 29 rows. I forgot how old we were. God damn, oh, God damn Daniel. You think you're still in your 20s. I, for some days I do. Um, no, sorry. So for 30 to 39, it said the mortality rate. And again, this is only based on the data from China. Um, right. Was 0.18%. So not even like 1% at all. It's like below. Oh, it's wow. Like, it's... It is very low. Okay. Yeah. But then once you get to the higher ages, this is when it gets really scary because, okay, Okay, once you hit 50 to 59, that's like 1.3. But when it really gets scary is over 70. So 70 to 79. What's okay. Wait, what's 60 to 69? 4.6%. Okay. 70 to 79 is 9.8%. And 80 plus is 18%. So Mm -hmm. it is a lot less for the seasonal flu versus the coronavirus. So for all ages for the coronavirus, so we look at all the stats. And again, this is based on um, Chinese data, I believe. Um, What website are you looking at? So I can send you the link. It's Just tell me the website. It's called... So people know. Vox.com. I don't know if we trust Vox, but okay, continue. No, but they have all they have all of their sources, so I feel oh, okay. I feel like it's legit, and a lot of their sources are from the World Health Organization. So okay, I mean, sure. I, I want to kind of take it. Give me the numbers. Yeah. But anyway, again, but you're right. No, Rose has a really good point. Again, question the data. Like you know, you never know where this is coming from. I mean, it does say it's from World Health Organization, so I'd hope it would be accurate. Um, 
So it said the mortality rate for the seasonal flu for all age categories is 0.1%. And the mortality rate for the coronavirus for all age categories is 2.3%. So 12 to 24 times higher than the flu. Again, we have not tested everybody. Exactly. So these rates are hard to measure for both flu and corona. Exactly. We don't actually know the real numbers. Exactly. It could even be lower for flu because, I don't know, like... How do we base this on? If I have the flu, I don't go to the doctor. Well, this is it. Like, I think it's- So it could be lower for the flu. Do we have the numbers divided by age group for the flu? For the flu, let's see what it has on this. It gives it- Because I would like to know. Okay, mm-hmm. but the age categories are really like crazy. But they have, they have okay. a comparison. So it's zero to 17 <laughs> years for the flu, 0.004% versus wow, okay. the corona. But the- this is this is why that okay these stats are ridiculous. So they <laughs> okay, so they compare why? zero to seventeen, and then the corona is zero to nineteen years. So again, the data is like a bit skewed. So why are they are they dumb? Okay, continue. I think they're dumb. So then it says it's zero point one percent for the coronavirus, and then eighteen to forty nine years for the flu is zero point zero two percent versus zero point three percent for the uh, coronavirus. Okay, interesting, but again, interesting, interesting. For that age category, uh, up until you get to about 50, and obviously I think, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not super high. I mean, it's scary, it's still scary, but I think, like you said, I think the precautions that we need to take as young people, or youngish uh-huh. now, now that we're in our 30s, um, is <laughs> that, like, if we do feel symptoms and stuff, then we need to be responsible and, mm-hmm. you know, for example, not be visiting our parents or our grandparents or, you know what I mean? That's when we need to take steps to be like, actually, you know, I know I'm, I'll be fine with this. Well, hopefully, knock on wood, that I'll be fine with <laughs> this uh, if I get it. Yeah. But be kind of mindful of the, of the people that you're around and especially for older people and probably like really young kids as well. I would imagine like infants yeah. and stuff, it wouldn't be like a... You know. Oh God, infants! It's scary, man. Yeah. I feel like if you, because if you get it as an infant, I heard it could, it could cause problems for your respiratory system because yeah. like your body is not developed yet when you're an infant. Exactly. So God, if like it's just really, it's mm. just so scary. Um, uh, I would like to ask, what are the numbers in Spain? Do you know? I don't actually. Since you're know. in Spain, let me. See. I should know okay. this. I know that everyone's. Let me look at the worldwide numbers. Okay. Once again, are you going back to that? Once again, to the that yes, okay. <laughs> Worldometer. Oh, here we go. I'm on, I'm on it already. So we have Spain. Okay. So apparently, in Spain, there. So Spain is the fifth most infected country. So it goes. Oh. Yeah, China, Italy, Iran, South Korea, and then Spain. And Spain has um, four thousand two hundred nine cases, and it's had one hundred and twenty deaths. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh god yeah so what is happening i feel like um what do you call it again we don't know oh god yeah some countries okay to be fair like usa 1832 cases don't know if i believe it yeah they don't okay usa okay oh let's talk about the usa now so once again Mm. this brings up the conversation of private healthcare versus you know, a public healthcare system. So USA, a lot of people probably are not tested or are not going to go get tested because Mm -hmm. they don't have money to pay to get tested. 
And even if they get symptoms, they're not going to go to the hospital because it's going to be expensive. So like they're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to ride this out at my house because I don't have however much money it costs to go to a hospital in the U.S. So, yeah, I mean, it, that's sad on already so many levels. But then also it's going to impact the reporting and the stats that are coming back globally. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's Yeah, so we don't know these numbers in the US. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the numbers are in the US. It's yeah. probably much higher than we again than we know. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's crazy. But um one thing that I would like to discuss is Korea and I thought this was kind of cool. Yeah. And because like, obviously we've had a lot of infections in Korea um, because mainly because I think we discussed this in the last episode, but mainly because yeah. there was this cult like church. Yeah. <clears throat> where it got like basically thousands of people got infected in that church. Mm -hmm. And then this is how it all started spreading in Korea. And that's how Korea started getting some of the largest numbers in the world. However, what's interesting is um, the reason why Korea, so despite the number of people that have the case, uh, the coronavirus, the cases of deaths are very low in South Korea. So can you read me the numbers of the South Korea right now? Let's see. We'll go back to that lovely website. Okay, mm-hmm. so South Korea, its number is 7,979. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's the number of people that have that yeah. have it. Total cases. Yeah, sounds correct. And then the total number of deaths in South Korea was 71. Right, so pretty low mm-hmm. compared to, for example, Italy that has exactly. just a little bit more in terms of cases, right? Yeah. But a yeah, lot well, more no, deaths. If you look at, if you look at Italy... Yeah, if you look at Italy, I'll just give it like, because Italy has, a, let's just round the numbers. Italy has about 15,000 cases and Korea has about 8,000, 7,900. So we'll say 8,000. So Italy mm-hmm. has almost double the number of cases than Korea, but it has like so many more deaths because South Korea has 71 yeah. deaths. And if you double that, you're at 140 and Italy has 1,000 deaths. That's insane. Is it? Is it a problem with the healthcare system? Like, I am honestly a bit baffled, yeah. to be honest. I don't know. I, because... I think that's why what has kind of catapulted the... the, the, the um, what am I trying to say? The panic. Because, you know, obviously we look at China, we look at Korea. Yeah. Death rates were manageable, I guess, there. Or not... Ma- I, I say manageable. That sounds really yeah. bad. But they weren't as prolific. And then you look at <clears throat> you look at Italy and you're like, oh my God, look how many people are dying there. Then people start to get that panic. Like, why is that going Especially on? Especially because you're in Spain. You're in Spain, so you're very close to Italy, so you're probably freaking out even exactly. more. Exactly. And apparently Spain is up there as like the fifth number country or something like this with cases. Yeah. I don't know. Ex- yeah. Um, but anyway, so South Korea. So this this article I have up now, it's called How This South Korean Company Created Coronavirus Test Kits mm. in Three Weeks. Oh, wow. Crazy. So apparently this company, I'll I'll read the article in a bit, but basically this company started creating these kits before it even became a big thing. So as soon as like the kind of news hit, so so before we started all freaking out, they started creating these test kits. And I think this is how they are able to test so many people and how they've kind of gotten this under control. So I feel like this could be a good model for other countries, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be hard because the technology is not there. So basically, let me read this. Before there were any cases of the coronavirus confirmed in South Korea, one of the country's biotech firms had begun preparing to make testing kits to identify the disease. On January 16th, the chief executive and the founder of 
molecular biotech company C-Gene told his team it was time to start focusing on coronavirus. This is before the virus sweeping China had had been named COVID-19 and four days ahead of South Korea confirming its first case. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Fast forward two months and South Korea is among the world's most infected countries with more than 7,800 people infected and more than 60 deaths. But one reason why South Korea might have a higher number of infections than other countries is the aggressive approach to to testing. Mm. So again, I think we've tested over like 100,000. Oh yeah, to date the country has tested more than 230,000 people. Compare that to the US, which I think the numbers are like, like nothing (laughs) but it just goes to show you again and we talked about this before with the whole hoarding and all this stuff there's negative ways and there's positive ways that we can approach this do you know what i mean yes and if we do measures like that like that company in korea where they're like actually let's be a bit proactive with this let's get testing kits out let's make this manageable let's not create widespread panic let's get this under control and not create people running to the grocery stores hoarding shit and freaking each other out and you know this mass chaos there's a much better way to manage it versus, you know, what, what does happen seem to be happening in other countries, which is just crazy. Oh God, this is insane. I know, I do, um, I, I'm just hoping. Yeah. I was going to say, like, no, I was going to say like, have we, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like this in my life. Like, have you, like, I will, I don't think we have, have we? That's the thing. I was thinking about this the other day mm. and I was thinking, this is the craziest kind of, you know, lockdown, global lockdown, yeah. global panic I think I've ever seen in our yeah, in our lifetimes. Yeah. Maybe when we I the only thing I could compare this to, like um, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but like I remember when 9/11 happened, yeah. there was, you know, s- some panic about flying. Yeah. I remember like not many people wanted to fly into the US or whatever. There was a, a bit of panic about that. SARS I don't remember, like, I do remember people talking about it and I do remember it being a thing, but it didn't feel very close to home. Yeah. No, I agree. But again, we were younger. Exactly. That's the thing though. Mm -hmm. The same thing though. But I think even if we were younger, like the thing is, is like, for example, it wasn't this crazy. Exactly. Like look at in Spain. I don't know what's going to happen in Canada, but like in Spain, they've canceled all of the schools and universities for two weeks. So like, oh my, everything, everything, everything for two weeks, all schools, <gasps> universities, high schools, colleges, all canceled for two weeks. The kids are all sent home. Like we would remember that if we were growing up, do you know what I mean? If we had like a school yeah, yeah, thing yeah, shut yeah. down for two weeks, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, and I can see like they're trying to take precautions and stuff like to, to mitigate people being in, you know, these very social situations with lots of people because that's where it spreads. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Oh, it's just I know. It's absolute it's absolutely crazy. It's a bit devastating and you know, some people are concerned that the same similar thing that's happening in Italy could happen in Europe. I think that that's why people are concerned. Yeah. Because of we don't there's so many uncertainties around this whole thing mm-hmm. and because like you know, so much has happened in in Italy. Yeah. You know, people are thinking this could happen, you know, in other countries. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So let me, let me just read you. So I have this article by Al Jazeera that is kind of comparing how Italy and South Korea handle things differently. And, um, so it says it's quite interesting. Both countries saw their first cases of the disease in late January. South Korea has since reported nearly 8,000 confirmed cases after testing more than 222,000 people. Yeah. 
In contrast, Italy has more than 12,000 confirmed cases after carrying out more than 73,000 tests on an unspecified number of people. Okay. And um, it is impossible to compare the numbers directly, but some say the different outcomes point to an important insight. Aggressive and sustained testing is a powerful tool for fighting the virus. Okay. So that's the thing. Um, number one thing is testing is very important, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, Which would make sense because... Similarity. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it would make sense. Sorry to cut you off really quickly, but it would make sense... No, that, that's fine. ...that aggressive testing would be like that because, like, for example, if they just did, like, a mass testing, like, and we found out that we had the coronavirus, then, okay, we know that we have to stay indoors, we have to seclude ourselves, blah, 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 blah. Exactly. And we're not going to infect further people. Versus if you don't do that, people are walking around with the coronavirus and they don't necessarily know and they're impacting other people. So that makes sense. Sorry, continue. Yeah. Um, No, it's totally fine. Um, We, I mean, it's a long article, but basically it's just kind of like talking about, you know, how South Korea handled it differently. Um, South Korea has a slightly smaller population than Italy at about 50 million people, has around 29,000 people in self-quarantine, which is crazy because I think right now in Italy, everyone is in quarantine. Everyone is under lockdown. I don't know what is happening. It's breaking my heart. Italy, you know, I have a soft spot for Italy because I used to live there. And I'm hearing from people that live there and everyone's just kind of, you know, it's just not in a good situation. And plus for the whole country to be under lockdown in a country that's already, you know, you know, economically it's, you know, suffering a little bit, a lot of people. Yeah. It's, um, it's sad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Well, they were saying, and I can't remember if it was like somebody on Instagram or somebody posted, uh, like it was like, it wasn't necessarily like a reliable source or whatever it was, but it makes sense. They were saying that, you know, this, this coronavirus is going to have some serious impacts on people economically, especially those yes. that are, you know, already struggling. So imagine, you know, you work paycheck to paycheck, working at like a, I don't know, some kind of cash in hand job or whatever it is. And um, they're closed for two weeks and you can't work there. And your landlord comes yeah, rent, still do everything else. It, it, you know, it's going to really, really impact those people. So it's scary. Yeah, like what's going to happen? I what's going to happen? Because... Um, I feel like also, I I don't know. Okay. It's probably the Italian healthcare system was not prepared for this. I think I was jokingly talking about this before, but now I like don't even feel comfortable joking about it. But basically I do remember when I, I do remember when I lived in Italy, I did feel again, this is just my personal experience, but I did feel like the, the bureaucracy was a bit of a mess. Like it just felt kind of like a bit of a mess. Like anytime I wanted to like get anything done, um, I had to like, go doing all kinds of crazy shit just to get one little thing done it's like that in spain yes they're they're like a big fan of first of all paperwork everything's done by paper still (laughs) oh no yeah literally yeah to just to do the simplest things anything that you need to do here and i haven't actually visited a hospital since i've been here but i would imagine it being very similar it's like you have to do all these like you have to go roundabout checks and do this and do that and like i don't know I feel like there'll be a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah, the efficiency is not there. No. I feel like the efficiency is not there. And I remember, like, I do distinctly remember when I first... And to be fair, this was over... This was 10 years ago. Um, but yeah. when I was studying abroad there, um, we had to get this some kind of ID card or something that the government required us to have, you know? And they were telling us, like, they were kind of freaking us out. They were like, oh, you have to have this. Otherwise, like, you can't leave, like, Italy without this card, blah, blah, blah. But some people were like, it's totally fine. Anyways, yeah. we were applying for this card and we had to, like, jump through hoops just to get this card. I remember I had to, like, apply for it and then I had to, like, go to the post office to do something. And I also had to go to the um, police station to, like get my fingerprints done and it like took forever and i remember after doing it it took like 
three months for me to actually receive this card. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm only studying abroad for six months. So thanks for that. Like yeah, exactly. I received it like three months later. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't understand why they were freaking us out about getting this card when it took them this long to for me it. to actually receive it. Exactly. So anyways, um, yeah, I feel like there was a big, and of course, like no one's prepared for something like this. So mm-hmm. I understand that like, it's not something that, you know, healthcare systems can, you know, can deal Bandle. with, but like, yeah, I think it, um, yeah, it, I don't know. And I think that's why Spain is also freaking out. Cause they probably think maybe they have a similar system. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, this is the thing. But people are not, yeah, people are not equipped. Like these healthcare systems are not equipped to deal think, with this giant surge. Exactly. Well, I think, and I think that goes for like, I know obviously with some countries with the bureaucracy and everything else, it'll probably be a bit worse. But even in countries like, you know, Canada, the UK, even the US, I know that like, from my experience in the UK and Canada, especially like those hospitals are already like at capacity. Do you know what I mean? Like anytime right. you need to do anything, there's like a four hour wait. I mean, I don't want to knock it because it's, we have free healthcare, which is amazing. But at the same time, like they're already at capacity with the stuff that they're dealing with. So if there's all of a sudden this like outbreak in Canada and all these people flooding yeah. to the hospitals and ERs and emergency rooms and clinics, like it would be a mess. It would be an absolute mess. So I think most right. most countries would really struggle to deal with that kind of impactful, uh, what is it? Pandemic? Epidemic? A pandemic, apparently. Apparently yeah. pandemic is global. I think that's what they uh, said. So, um, so an yeah, I don't know. Like it's crazy. country. I think that's what they said, but I'm not, I'm don't quote me on that, but yeah, apparently they're calling it a pandemic. I know that for sure. Um, yeah, it's crazy. You want to know, um, some, some interesting things that I found out about. Okay. Uh, yes. Tell about me about Corona, just random, just some random facts. So first of all, I guess, obviously we, we, we've, we've talked, we've discussed the toilet paper shortage that this is causing. <laughs> um, but apparently yeah. also, you know, those like face masks that people get. Yeah. So apparently yeah. they're causing a lot of issues there because, you know, people are buying these disposable one use um, face masks and all this kind of stuff. And there's a huge shortage of face masks. And also apparently um, that actually the only people that should be wearing those face masks are actually the people that have the virus. This is what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. Um, a funny thing yeah. though, on the World Health Organization. So I was just going through some of their like Q&A and one of the things, it's, well, it's not funny, but it was just saying, um, is there anything that you should not do? So it just lists three things that says, these are the, okay. these following measures are not effective against COVID-2019 and can be harmful. So number one, smoking. <laughs> yeah. So you shouldn't do that to try to protect <laughs> against the, the COVID-2019. <laughs> also- To protect against it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess some people thought that oh, wait, if they people, smoked, no, they would people are themselves. not doing it to, pre- is that, is that the list? Wait, is it the list of preventative measures? Yeah. It's, well, no, it's saying basically these are things that you should not do. So it's saying you should not smoke to protect yourself. Yeah. But isn't it telling you just not to smoke because um, it's bad for you? Is it's, people aren't smoking to try and prevent it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, probably people that, that smoke are at higher risk. So yeah. yeah, so I think they're just saying don't smoke because yeah. it's not a good idea to smoke because it's a respiratory disease. But then, but then, Rose, look at the way they wrote it here. I'm going to read this to you. Okay, they've, read they've, me. Read like, me. The, listen to this. It's yeah. actually it's not funny. Okay, I'm, okay. Like, I need to stop read laughing. It to me. But the following measures are not effective against COVID 2019 and can right. be harmful. So there are. <laughs> so I think. So there are people that are like, let me kill this by smoking. smoking exactly. Essentially. So I think that's what they mean by this. So the number one was. Okay, please, guys, do not smoke to try and cure this. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And, and then if anything, after the two weeks is up and the world, or not the two weeks, but after the world has calmed down after this, 
um, mm-hmm. you'll have a smoking habit. So that won't be great either, you know? Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. The, <laughs> the and other the smoking one, is the number one killer, I think, or whatever. True. I think it is probably the number one killer. Um, yeah. The second one that's not effective. It's one of the number one killers. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Um, the second one that they say on the World Health Organization is that this is not effective to wear multiple masks. Okay. So if you thought one mask <laughs> yeah. wasn't good enough, two are not going to be effective either. Okay. So chill with the masks. Um, and then the last. Why are they not effective though? Uh, my question is why are they not effective? Because it would, to me, I would imagine it being effective. Wearing multiple masks. Or just wearing masks in general. I don't know. I mean. I don't know. I'm not, anyway. I'm not sure. I mean, if the. If the who is saying it, I'll believe exactly. it. And the who is saying it, I'd be on their website right okay. now, roses. <laughs> and then the last one is, okay, they said, I guess some people, what they've been doing to try to fight the COVID is ins- like, they don't necessarily have it, but what they're doing is they're take, they're preemptively taking antibiotics. Um, and they said, Oh my God. Yeah, Are they you said, they joking? No, they said, don't do that either. <laughs> oh God. So people be crazy. They'd be smoking, wearing multiple Wait, masks and taking antibiotics. Yeah, <laughs> and hoarding toilet paper <laughs> taking antibiotics sounds like the worst thing i know it's because like, doesn't that like weaken your immune system i'm pretty sure it does i'm not really sure but and plus antibiotics like antibodies i thought that basically you get a prescription for antibodies based on whatever virus or whatever that you have because then you get specific yeah. antibiotics or bodies that will fight that particular strain of the flu or whatever you have i didn't know that like yeah you take I them as a it's definitely measure. not I don't think it's a good idea to be taking them. First of all, it's not even a good idea to take them like regularly in the first place exactly. because your body builds like immunities and shit. Right. So your body actually gets very weak. So I, I know a lot of people that are constantly on antibiotics yeah. and I'm like, you know, they're always sick yeah. and it's not a good idea. I try to avoid anti- antibiotics as much as I possibly yeah, can. But you're r- Obviously, I'm not completely against exactly. it. But Sometimes you need to take them, but yeah. you're right. Because like, our bodies generally, they have defense mechanisms. And the whole thing about the virus is our, our bodies, they'll build a, you know, an antibody or like a thing that protects us against that virus naturally. However, if we, yeah. use, if we, if we rely on antibiotics, it won't do that. And our body won't build yeah. up that immune, so, immune system. So it's just, yeah, yeah, it's not good. Oh God. God you know, another thing I was thinking about, another thing, another thing that I thought about that could be, you know, something that maybe we should be concerned with, with as well is yeah. people being in lockdown, you know, it's, it's bad for the mental health. I was like thinking about this and I'm like, yeah. you know, especially in a country like Italy right now where everyone is isolated, secluded, like, I just hope that people are, you know, doing the best they can to at least feel connected. Yeah. And because it is not good to be socially isolated. No, I know. Exactly. You know? Well, they, they always say like those prisoners that like end up going to like isolation rooms and stuff, they end up having serious like, you know, mental problems. Yes. And I mean, obviously, to the so lesser I think this extent, could be, you know, this could cause, a, you know, an unexpected. Yeah. Unexpected rise in, you know just depression yeah. or other other mental issues there's, so, there's so many, try to do your best yeah there's yeah. so many like like we we're saying before there's so many um what do i want to say like cascading effects and impacts from mm-hmm. just the coronavirus itself and like me personally like i'm a little bit scared of the virus but i'm more scared of the aftermath of what's going to happen economically mm-hmm. globally like to see what happens in the next kind of couple months um i'm really hoping that this god in- it feels so scary it does it really does i'm really hoping that this initial um, and, you know, I could be completely wrong on this, but I'm really hoping this initial kind of panic is just the kind of the first wave of panic. And then everyone kind of calms down. It gets under control. Yeah. And people kind of relax a bit more about it. I'm just I'm really hoping that it doesn't, you know, progressively get worse because 
then I would really start to get scared. Like scared of, you know, what other people yeah. are going to do and like what's going to, you know, happen globally. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, there's so many different factors. So I think, like you said, Rose, take care of yourself mentally. If you're in isolation, <clears throat> try to like reach out to people via your cell phone or not yet. <laughs> yeah. I hope I, I really hope that I do not get into isolation. Although I, I don't know who knows. Um, we're not technically in. What isolation. was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, you're not in isolation we're technically. Not in isolation, but we're told that we're not supposed to leave this city, like the region that we're in, in Spain. Yes. <clears throat> so I can still like go outside and go to the you know restaurants, but I think everywhere is quite dead right now because everyone's like really there are in a panic, except the grocery stores. Everyone's there. Um, yeah. But uh, like, yeah, we're not technically locked down yet. Um, I could still go to other parts of Spain. I just think I it's really frowned upon to travel within Europe at the moment. Oh, 100 percent. And mm. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess just moving around is not is not a good idea. Um, I, I, what I was going to say was another thing that's impacted and it's going to, you know, probably take a hit where I live because we've talked about it before on this podcast. But um, where I live, which is Alberta, Canada. Um, Alberta is the province. Uh, we are an oil and gas province, unfortunately, yeah. and we've already been taking taking a big hit from you know the oil and gas industry because you know the oil prices have been going down in the last you know few years and stuff. So, um, but now it's it's um, it's gone down even more, and now it's it's insane. Yeah. What's because no one's flying, so that's going to make a huge impact huge. in in the oil and gas industry. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen here, you know, as if we could take another hit, but, yeah. um, okay, yeah, but that's also scary on a personal level because you know, I'm like looking mm -hmm. to eventually come back to Calgary and I know I was thinking about oh that. God, it would just suck if I can't make it back there. Well, one positive. Well, I think you're going to have to come back regardless because I don't know what's going to happen in Spain. That's so true. You know, one of the people that's on my program is from the States and they've already booked a flight home. They were like, you know what? I'm just going to go home. Like, sit, spend time. Are with they even family. allowed to go back? I don't know. They've booked their flights. So um, I really hope this blows over like soon. Like, I'm hoping that, mm -hmm. you know, because there's been this big scare now globally, there'll be like a little bit more kind of like crackdown and stuff. And hopefully with people being isolated, it will just kind of kill the virus out. You know, the people that have it will oh, ride it God. out. Yeah. I mean, die. to be fair, like the flu comes, there's like flu season, yeah. right? So it's not like the flu just like lives for, you know. Ever. Right? Well, I think. No, I think you can still get the flu like any time of the year, but it's more prolific in flu season. Yes. So like it. Yeah, exactly. You can get it at any time of year. Yeah. But yeah, there's a certain times where it's like it's like growing. Mm. So maybe this is like the the COVID-19 season, yeah. you know, and then it will die off. Oh, God. I hope. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, OK. I mean, to be fair, guys, like a lot of people have recovered. Yeah. This is okay. This, so this is the thing. let's try to stay positive. And like you said, let's try to be rational and just take precautions. And like you said, the, the, the death toll, you know, is relatively low. It's not like a super, like, you know, it's not like 80% of people that get this virus die because then I think there'd be a lot more panic. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, I think it's just taking those precautions. If you are feeling unwell, you know, keep yourself away from others, especially older people and young children, uh, if you can. And yeah, just be mindful and, and I don't know, don't uh, wash, your hands, wash your hands, try not to touch your face. Yeah. Don't be preemptive, taking antibiotics, smoking or wearing double <laughs> masks because that's ineffective. 
<laughs> Keep your body at low stress levels. Yeah. Very important. And also Rose, eat healthy. Yeah, Rose, Rose, you made a really good comment, which I didn't actually think of. But if you are one of those people in isolation or, you know, you're feeling really lonely or sad because of the situation that's going on is reconnect with those people that mm-hmm. you care about. And, you know, the beautiful thing about technology is I can be in my room right now. We're having this Skype conversation. It's making me feel good, you know, and like. I could get on my phone, text you, text my parents, call them. So I think just really for your own mental health is stay connected with the world and try not to kind of cut yourself off while you're, while you're in isolation, if you are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And stay safe. Oh, God damn. Stay safe, guys. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Up until like two days ago, I was just joking about this. And now it's like, it's gotten, what is happening? It's like crazy. Well, cause like our, our last podcast, we did mention it briefly, but we were like talking about how we thought maybe there was a slight overreaction and whatever else. And now it's like, actually, this is pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Well guys, stay safe yeah. out there. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully yeah. I, I hope you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, if you're in isolation, I feel for you. Yeah. It's, uh, that sucks. I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah. What are you going to do, Daniel, in the next two weeks? Well, I mean, I can't really go anywhere. So my plan is, I mean, I'm going to get caught up on some Netflix series. Um, work on a, this podcast. Work on this podcast, exactly. Um, there's a really nice river that goes through the city. So I might just do some walks along the river. Um, just get outside. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going to avoid places where there's lots of people. Um, yes. But yeah, that's kind of my plan for the next two weeks. I don't really know because like, it's weird. I've never had two weeks... It's been so long since off. I've had two weeks off where I haven't been working or I haven't had a vacation planned. Because it'd be different if I was like going right. traveling or something, right? But this is literally yeah. two weeks off where I was supposed to be working. And then the crazy thing is, I'm back at school for a week and then I have two weeks holidays off of school. So, oh, because their holiday season is in April, they have like two weeks off in April. So I'm like, uh, what am I? I'm literally have a month off. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, we'll see. If- We'll see if they even open schools in the well, next, you know, after the two weeks. If, like, I don't even know if they will. If, it depends on the situation. Exactly. And if they don't reopen the schools, I don't know what I'm going to do because that's the reason I'm here. Right. And I can't. Then you'll have to come back. I know. Well, the only thing is, is like, I can't come back to Calgary right away because I have a wedding to go to in, in the UK at the end of June. <laughs> so I'm kind of SOL. Well, that might, that. That plan might have to change, Dan. Who knows? Oh, God damn. Yeah, I don't know. I and mean, you're right. I might. I mean, I might have to book a flight back to Canada. So it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I have friends, a lot of friends that have had to cancel all like all kinds of travel mm-hmm. plans. And, yeah. um, you know, that's obviously a small worry in this whole, of course, you know, yeah. that's like craziness. Minor, minor. But but it's still, you know, it still <laughs> sucks for it sucks for everyone. I mean, imagine people in the travel industry. Like, oh, yeah. God damn, man. Like. They are out of jobs. Like this is just exactly. crazy. Exactly. It's nuts. <sighs> and like even Italy too. Like think about the tourism in Italy. Like mm. how much of their economy. economy is based on tourism. And we already talk- mentioned about how Italy is kind of like, you know, their economy is struggling, struggling a little a bit. bit. Yeah. So yeah. And places like Spain as well. I mean, Spain relies hugely on tourism. So if there's yeah. like a lockdown, Portugal as well. Like these are countries that like thrive. All over Europe, yeah. man. Yeah. So they need that tourism for, God you know. damn. Everyone be struggling. Exactly. It's scary as hell. I, yeah. Oh God. I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing if I had to come back to Anyways. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can just like, you know, be in the comfort of your, of your parents' home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chill with me. We can record podcasts all day long. Yes, we can. See, I mean, to be fair, like for people like me, that is that create content, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. One of my businesses, which is the cafe is probably going to struggle. Yeah. 
But then my content creation is probably going to flourish to because thrive. people are just consuming content. Exactly. Okay. So this is a great time for us content creators. I mean, not a great time, yeah. but, um, you know, it, and it gives people more time for people that want to make content. Yeah. Like, you know, it gives you more time to do that. So maybe this is an opportunity for you. Um, not that it's, you know, it's, it's still a shitty situation, yeah. but let's just hope, <sighs> let's just hope when we record a work, record next week, the world's all in a better place. Yes. And we have some positive news to report and <laughs> it's gone less Yes, crazy. I hope so. Yeah, those are my fingers crossed, but we'll see. Yeah. See what happens. Oh, goddamn. Goddamn. Well, I don't have a vegan nugget because I can't think about anything else right now. I know so. me too. I'm kind of consumed <laughs> with the coronavirus at the moment. Um, yes. It's been, yeah, it's been uh, something else. Something that I've never, like we yeah. said, we've never experienced in our lifetimes. So, yeah, it's a bit... It's a bit crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I think that that pretty much concludes our episode for today. We kind of did a, a little bonus episode, as we mentioned before. Not bonus, yeah. but like just given everything that's going on, we thought, you know, it's good for us to kind of talk about it. And It is a bonus episode. Well, yeah, no, it is. <laughs> right? It is. It's, it's yes. not a part of our regular recordings. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope you guys uh, are doing well. I mm-hmm. hope you're staying safe, healthy. Yeah. Um I'm sorry that this wasn't a happier episode, yeah. but we just thought we would discuss what's happening. Um, but yeah, hope you're doing okay. Yeah, and all the best, um, guys. Yeah, yeah, stay safe out there. Yeah. Thanks all for right, listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye from the uh, Savage Podcast. Bye. Bye.